Amen and amen. We are continuing this our series this morning entitled Revive, uh, Revive. Uh, and so uh, we're going to get into the text here in a minute, but want to give a couple of announcements before we dive in. Uh, a couple reminders, uh, rather num- reminder number one, uh, just a reminder on Wednesday, this uh, this coming Wednesday, the 26th is our last uh, Wednesday night, uh, night of prayer and praise. Uh, the first two we've done have been awesome. Uh, and so great time in the Lord, uh, just seeking his face, right? Uh, that's what we're doing over these 21 days of prayer and fasting, seeking the Lord's face, um, asking him to bring revival. Um, and so we've done that these last two weeks and looking forward to doing it again this uh, this coming Wednesday night. 630 here at Tyler Town Child Care uh, for ages five and under provided. And so if you're able to make it, we'd love to have you. It's been a great time so far. Uh, and then <clears> the <throat> uh, other announcement is the 30th uh, next Sunday. Uh, evening, uh, we're going to have church obviously here in the morning, but uh, next Sunday evening is our night of prayer and praise at our Sango campus on the south side of town off Exit 11, meeting with our Sango family. Uh, we're going to have a night of prayer and praise, and that night's going to be awesome too because, um, you know, there's going to be a point in the service where we're going to invite folks um, that, uh, you know, may need uh, healing uh, to come and, and uh, you know, that may, may want prayer for healing to come and, and uh uh, and we pray over them for healing. James 5.16 says, if there's any among you who are sick, right, calling the elders of the church uh, to pray uh, and, uh, and anoint them with all. And, and man, you know, we, and Lord's going to uh, Lord's going to do a work. And so we're, we're praying and trusting that God's able to do that, uh, that he is going to heal and move on uh, on the 30th. And so uh, super excited about that. Y'all make sure to join us on the 30th at our Sango uh, campus. So with that being said, Matthew chapter 17. Matthew chapter 17 is where we're going to be this morning. Um, another great revival passage. Uh, one I've never preached before, uh, but, uh, uh, but is a great revival passage, right? A passage about Jesus be, uh, be, being uh, transformed, transfigured, right, to on that high mountain. And so, man, a lot of good truth. Uh, in it. And so uh, we're going to read verses one through eight together. Uh, if you're there, let me know that you're there by saying there as you turn there. If not, it's all right. Uh, we'll have it on there. If you don't have a Bible with you, uh, we'll have the verses on the screen there. Uh, but we're going to read verses one through uh, eight uh, together. Matthew chapter 17. Uh, Jesus had just gotten done um, preaching uh, his tough truth uh, here, you know, talking about what it looks like to follow Jesus. Right. Uh, there were a lot of folks that were following Jesus for many different reasons. Some to, you know, just simply get a healing, then go on about their life. Some to get a miracle or get something from Jesus. But Jesus said, hey, no, no, no. What it looks like to follow me is dying to yourself uh, and me taking the lead in your life. Right. Which is such a, uh, a practical truth for us to understand and be reminded of. Uh, six days have gone by and then we find ourselves in Matthew chapter 17, uh, starting in verse one. Here's what the word of the Lord says says this then after six days jesus took with him peter and james and john his brother and led them up a high mountain by themselves and he was transfigured or transformed literally that word in the original language uh, is where we get our word metamorphosis right Uh, jesus was transformed in that moment uh, there on the mountain he's transfigured before them and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. And behold, there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. 
And Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. Man, Peter was was in a great place, wasn't he? Man, he had just seen Jesus right in his glorified state. Moses and Elijah, two of the pillars of right uh, uh, the Hebrew faith right there with him. Moses representing the law. Elijah representing the prophets. They're all there. Right. And Peter said, man, why don't we just dwell here for a while? Why don't we just stay here for a while? We'll see the next verse that God interrupts, you know, Peter's statement. But I'll go ahead and throw this in for no charge for we before we keep going here. Right. The reason why that wasn't in Jesus's plan for them to set up a tent, set up tents there was because, man, even though, man, he saw glory in the mountain, there was still work to be done in the valley. Amen. Hey, even though, man, they, hey, they were up on the mountain, things were great. There was still work to be done in the valley. Hey, Jesus still had to go on the go to the cross and die. That was part of the plan. He still needed to go to the cross and die. By the way, Peter, James and John were going to be the three pillars of the first century church. Right. And so it wasn't in the plan for them to stay in that moment because there was still work to be done in the valley. And the same way, hey, for us, man, there's times where we're just in the presence of God and we just want to stay there forever. Right. We're experiencing revival, if you will. But we can't because there's still work to be done in the valley. Let's keep moving. Let's keep moving. Verse five. He was still speaking when, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them and a voice from the cloud said, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell on their faces and were terrified. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, rise and have no fear. And when they lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. In my study this week, of course, I've read this passage a few different times, but in my study this week, what stuck out was in verse one, wherever it says after six days, Jesus took these three disciples with him up to this mountain. That word took in the original language speaks to this idea of to bring along with, to carry with. Now, Jesus didn't literally right carry them on his back and, and walk with them up to the mountain. No, no, no. What, what he did was he invited them to come and they responded in following him. Oh, that's so good. Aren't you glad, by the way, for the invitation Jesus gives for us to receive him as Lord and walk with him? But we see this picture of the disciples accepting this invitation to walk closely with Jesus. And hey, whenever they walked closely with the Lord, man, they experienced revival on the mountain, didn't they? They experienced revival on the, on the mountain. And so that's the title of my sermon today, right? I, I derive it from that old hymn of the faith. Just a, just a closer walk with you. Just a closer walk with you. The hymn's called Just a Closer Walk with Thee, but I figured I'd get, you know, modernize it a little bit. But just a closer walk with you. Just a closer walk with you. Why don't we pray together? Lord, we love you. We ask over these next few moments that you'd speak to us, Lord. God, teach us what it looks like. God, to walk closely with you, God. Teach us what it looks like. God, to, to be believers, Lord, that see that the Christian life is more than just a Sunday experience. Though coming on Sunday is great. Teach us to see, Lord, the key to growing closer to you, the key, the key to revival in our life is walking closely with you. Teach us to value that today. Meet with us here. Have your way in this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Listen, friend, whenever we walk closely with the Lord, that's when we are going to experience revival. That's why we are putting such an emphasis on, right, fasting and prayer. The purpose of fasting, right, and praying is, man, for us to seek the heart of God and hear from Him, right? Hear, hear from Him, have Him speak to us, right, as we draw closer to the Lord. Man, He reminds us of His goodness, man, and, and man, He brings forth revival. And we see revival take place in the life of these three Disciples. Real quick, two truths that we see here from the text pertaining to, man, what happens when we walk closely with our Lord and Savior. Just a closer walk with you. Two truths that we see. The first truth that we see is this. Whenever we follow the Lord close, walk closely with Him, hey, we begin to see the person of Christ for who He really is. Amen. Whenever we walk closely with the Lord, we begin to see Him for who he really is. It's interesting. Matthew 16, just the chapter before, right? Jesus, you know, he's in the midst of all these religious leaders and folks that are there. And he asked the disciples, say, hey, you know, what's what's the word on the street about uh, what are folks saying about who I am? Right. Uh, You know, what are folks saying about me? Who, Who do people say that I am? And some folks say, man, some people think that you're Elijah or, you know, John, man. Some folks think that you're Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And then Jesus turns the question around and asks them straight up, hey, who, who, who do you say that I am? And Peter, right, his response was, man, we believe that you're G- man, Jesus Christ, son of the living God, right? We believe that you, you're the son of the living God, right? And at that moment, man, he, he gives testimony of who Jesus really was. And then here in chapter 17, we see Peter's statement, right, and his faith validated in seeing Jesus, right, in this transformed state. These guys, right, because they followed Jesus up the mountain, man, they saw Jesus for who he really was. Right, first and foremost, we see that they saw him, right, in his glorified state. They walked closer with the Lord and they saw him in his glorified state. They, man, they saw the fact that he was more, he, he, he wasn't, he wasn't an angel. He wasn't just, you know, some man. No, no, he was God man, right? God in the second person. Fully God and fully man. They saw Jesus for who he really was. They saw him in his glorified state in that moment. Reminds me of whenever I was in uh, eighth grade, middle school. You know, I have a lot of these stories, you know, pertaining to my middle school days. Uh, Brother Cody, man, middle school, those were my B.C. days, my before Christ days. You know, we all have, you know, those days. I wasn't necessarily a bad kid, you know, comparative, you know, to most. But my problem was, man, I, I hung out with people that uh, that brought me down, if you will. Which, by the way, I'll throw this in for no charge. Students in here, hey, you're the company that you keep. You're the company that you keep. Man, I'm not saying that you aren't, you know, you shouldn't have friends that, that don't know Jesus or people in your life that don't know the Lord. But if they're pulling you down instead of you, man, encouraging them and leading them to Christ, then you got a problem. You just need to stay away from them. I figured I'd throw that in for no charge. But that's what happened to me. That's what happened to me, man. I, I was influenced and I had a buddy of mine named Terrence. I'll never forget. He was seventh grade. Brother RJ, he loved to talk trash, man. Loved to talk, you know. And uh, and so I, I followed, you know, his example. I'll never forget one day after church, he grabs my cell phone and, be- and begins to talk trash to some of the you know, folks who I have numbers, you know, in my phone for talk trash. Well, of course, man, I, I'm not going to back down and text him back. And say, hey, sorry, man, he was just kidding. He was just messing around. With you. I'm going to have to back it up. One thing leads to another. And all of a sudden, man, we're scheduled to show up at 545 back at the church for a scheduled fight right before, the, you know, our 6 p.m. Sunday, Sunday night service. True story. And so we show up and one of the dudes that, you know, he was talking trash to, man, big baseball player, you know, was like a junior in high school, senior in high school, played on the baseball team, big old dude. And we show up. And of course, man, I, Brother Matthew, I wasn't going to be a punk, man. I had, I had to be there. I had to back up my friend. 
And so we get there, and I, I'll never forget it. We show up, man. You know, Matt, the kid that was, you know, trying to fight us, shows up there. And I'll never forget this, man. I walk up, and Terrence, man, he, Matt walks close to us. Terrence sees him, and he darts into the church, runs into the church. I never seen that. I never seen a dude run that fast, running into the church. Man, ran into the church because he saw Matt, right? And, and his size, he understood that man. Hey, this, hey, this. I don't want any problems with this dude. No any problems with this dude. He saw him for who he really was, and that led to his response. Led to his response. And in the same way, church. Hey, whenever we walk closely with the Lord. And we begin to see him for who he really is. Friend. Man, that's going to lead to revival in our own heart and life. But hey, listen, it, it, it ought to lead us, man, to respond accordingly. To respond in praise and worship, man, to respond in being fired up. And that's what we see take place here, man. They saw Jesus in his glorified state, right? Speaks to his transcendence. Like I mentioned, the fact that they saw that he was God, second person of the Trinity. God, man. God, man. And we, too, whenever we walk closely with the Lord, man, we, we see him in his true state. Hey, we see him for more than just being that cute little baby that was in the major that we see and celebrate on Christmas. You know what I'm talking about? That cute little baby that we, we like to try and control. That's the kind of Jesus that we, you know, that, that Jesus that's in that manger. Hey, because if he's in a manger, man, we can control him. We can control him. We see him as more than that. No, no, no. He, he's... <laughs> King of kings and Lord of lords, man, that's in control over all and wants to have control of our life. Right? Whenever we walk closely with Jesus, man, we see Jesus as more than just the man beaten up and bruised and hanging on the cross. Right? He, he, he did. He went to the cross for us, died for our sins, right? Shed his blood there. But he didn't stay there. He's not there. We see him as, man, the Jesus that sits at the right hand of the God, uh, right, right hand of the Father, ruling and reigning right now. As Lord, we see him for who he really is. Who he really is whenever we choose to follow him. Hey, understanding Jesus, right, and seeing him for who he really is as you're walking with him, man. Listen, that ought to fire you up. Ought to fire you up. And ought to lead you to revival, man. He's the victorious warrior, man. He's not just the beaten up and wounded man that's hanging on the cross. He's the victorious warrior that's going to one day come and rule and reign forever. That's the Jesus that we follow and serve. And that's who the disciples saw, man. They saw Jesus in his glorified state, but also, man, whenever they walked closely with Jesus, they saw that he was greater. He was greater. Verses 4 and 5, right, it speaks to Moses and Elijah being uh, there with Jesus on that mountaintop, right? Moses, as I mentioned, represented the law, right? Elijah represented the prophets, right? Two pillars of the Christian faith. Then you have Jesus there. The Lord God, right? God, the Father steps in and says, hey, listen, I, this is my son to whom I'm well pleased. I'm giving testimony to the fact of who this Jesus is. And what that represents is, man, Jesus is greater than Moses and Elijah, Greater than Moses and Elijah. Here, here's, here's what he understood. Here's what they got to see, right? They saw that even though, man, Moses, right, was able to bring the law down, right? He brought the law down from Mount Sinai, right? Jesus fulfilled the law. Fulfilled the law. Hey, even though, man, Elijah was some great prophet, man, he never died, got whisked up into heaven. Right? He, the, the prophet, you know, say, declaring the way of the Lord, man, even though they saw that. 
They got to see and understand that Jesus, man, was the Lord that Elijah was preparing the way for. And John the Baptist was preparing the way for. They got to see and understand that Jesus was greater. Hey, here's the truth, friend. He's greater. As we just prayed about, man, hey, he's greater than any circumstance that you find yourself facing. Hey, friend, hey, he's greater than the stresses of life that you, you know, that you might find yourselves fall into. He's greater than, than, man, the disease that your family member has. You say, Pastor, man, if he's greater, why hadn't he, why hadn't he healed? Hadn't he healed? It's a great question, man. But hey, faith, trusting in him by faith. He may not heal that disease. But hey, child of God, if you know him, you're going to be healed one way or another. He's greater. He's greater. By the way, he's greater than any idol that we can try and set up in our life to worship. He's greater. And that's what the disciples saw in this moment. Listen, friends, whenever we follow closely to the Lord, Lord, man, we see him for who he really is. And when we do that, that's when we experience revival. Hey, that's when church, man, it stops becoming mundane. Right. That that's when, uh, you know, following Jesus stops becoming just something that somewhat of a checklist that we follow. Right. To try and earn stars in heaven, if you will. And that that's when this Christian life, man, it. it Comes fruitful and filling and real whenever we follow Jesus closely. Man, whenever we follow Jesus closely, we see the person of Christ for who he really is. But secondly and lastly, whenever we follow Jesus closely, right, we see, as we see here in the text, we see the proclivity of the Lord to minister to us. You say, oh, man, that's a fancy word, proclivity. You're right. The reason why I chose it, two reasons. One, man, I'm a Baptist, man, and I need another P, uh, you know, on my, on, on my uh, structure, just to be honest with you. Uh, needed, needed to alliterate there. Um, but two, right, the word proclivity, it just means this, a tendency. Right, whenever we follow Jesus closely, right, we see uh, the tendency of the Lord to choose to minister to us. In the midst of stress and fear, man, we, we see when we're walking close with the Lord, man, he meets us where we are and tells us not to fear. Man, we see that he ministers to us. Man, God the Father, he hears our prayers, our cries and responses. God the Son, man, intercedes on our behalf before the Lord, man. God the Spirit comforts us with his presence and speaks truth to us as we're walking with him. Man, when we walk close to the Lord, man, we see his tendency to minister to us. Here's the truth. I hear folks say, man, I hadn't, since God hadn't seen God in a while, hadn't, hadn't, you know, felt him, hadn't heard him speak to me in a while. And part of me wants to say, man, how closely are you walking with him? Because, man, when you're walking closely with him, man, you'll see, man, his tendency to meet us where we are. And we see that take place here with the three disciples. It says, after the Lord got done speaking, right, hey, the, Behold, this is my son to whom I am well pleased. It says that those three disciples, man, they dropped, dropped on the ground. They were scared out of their mind. A lot of scholars say, you know, they, they debate whether or not that the word fear there speaks to a, a reverence, right? If it was a sort of worship or if it was just fear. But signs, you know, that we see there in the passage lead us to think that it was based out of fear. 
Oh, if all of a sudden you hear a voice from heaven, right deeper than James Earl Jones's voice from Star Wars, all of a sudden if you hear a voice, man, start, you know, shouting, decrying from heaven, you may drop too. You may get a little fearful too. And so, man, they dropped to the floor, and then it says, Jesus came and touched them and spoke a word to them and said, hey, man, get up. What you, what you fearful for? Get up. Do not fear. Man, they saw, man, the Lord's tendency to minister to them. First and foremost, right, they saw, right, uh, the Lord's ministry of presence. There, man, the Lord stepped in and, and uh, touched them, right? Man, just reminded them of his presence and the fact that he was there. He was there. He was near to them, man. How many of you guys have experienced that, man, whenever you're in a place of fear, not knowing what's ahead, drowning, it seems like, in what's going on in your life, and then all of a sudden the Lord shows up with his presence and reminds you that he's there, man. He still does that. He's still able to do that. Right? Sometimes the Lord's ministry in our life in, in, in different seasons is just... Him reminding us that he's there, man, making us aware of his presence. He may not solve the situation at that point in time, resolve the issue, but man, he's able to meet us there and comfort us with his presence. I had that happen to me uh, personally several months ago. I know we've got some some new folks here, folks that have joined us in since uh, April, but um, last April, my dad, um, he was living with me here in town, um, you know, died suddenly. Yeah, he was living with me. I walked in and I found him, you know, found him dead. Uh, there on the bed, and, and um, you know, it was a it was a tough time, um, tough time. Uh, you know, obviously having to deal with all that, and then we had the funeral the following week back in Dallas, where I'm from, where a lot of our family's from. And uh, I basically had to run point on all that. You know, was leading that, and, and but still working through all the emotions and stuff, and walking in and finding my, you know my dad dead. Uh, you know, and so I remember the night before, you know, the funeral, I was like, man, I just got to get out of the house. Feeling a little hungry, so I was thinking, you know, maybe I'll stop by, you know, one of the world's best places, Waterberg. If you hadn't had it, go ahead and try it. Shameless plug there. Um, but uh, it's, it's, you know, In-N-Out's pretty good, too. RJ, I'll go ahead and give throw, you know, throw your shout-out to Cali folks, In-N-Out. Um, but, uh, but I remember, you know, getting, getting in, and, and I said, you know, I just need to go for a drive. I'll get something to eat later. And I remember driving and just, you know, overwhelmed, um, obviously, and, and just thinking what what – to say, I had to speak at the funeral, what, what to do. Um, and I'll never forget. It was like, this, you know, the Spirit of God was, you know, sitting there. God, I mean, you know, God himself was sitting right there in my seat. Sitting right there next to me. You know, and, and in that moment, man, comforted me. Reminded me of where my dad was. Gave me a peace that surpassed all understanding. That no, you know, lecture or, you know, encouraging word that anybody else could give, you know. Uh, could provide. I mean, he, he provided that. And I remember just that moment, man, and just wanting to be in that place and just seeing him meet me there and leaving, you know, getting back to the house and, you know, being confident in the fact that man's going to be all right. Funeral's going to be all right. We're going to celebrate. It's going to be good. I say that to say, friends, God is still desiring to do that. Right as we walk closely with Him, he, he still wants to minister to us, right? By reminding us of the fact that He is close to us. He wants to minister to us by, by that one touch. Just 
saying, hey, it's all right. Keep moving forward. I'm with you. I hadn't gone anywhere. He wants to minister to us with his presence. I love uh, what Psalm 34 verse 18 says pertaining to uh, this reality of the ministry of presence. It says this, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves those crushed in spirit. King David, right, wrote this psalm. Um, and he, if anybody, right, could speak to this. Man chased out of this kingdom by his own son. Man who was looking to kill him. His own son was looking to kill him. And hiding out in a cave in the middle of nowhere, man, God met him there. Ministered to him. His presence. And friend, he's able to do that in our life as well. Some of you said, man, I hadn't felt God in a while, man. Hadn't sensed his presence. Hadn't heard from him. Well, how, how close are you following to him? Some of you might be running the other way, doing your own thing. Man, let me encourage you, man. God's right where you left him. Run back to him. Be ministered to. We see the ministry of presence that the disciples able to experience. But also we see, man, the ministry of preaching as well. Hey, hey you know the Lord, man. You know he preached a little bit, didn't he? You know that? He preached. That, that verse there, the, verse 7 says, Jesus came and touched them, right? Saying this, hey, rise and have no fear. Like I said earlier, man, what, what you, what you got to be fearful for? Fearful for? Jesus was preaching to them in this moment. Man, get up. Don't have any fear. I'm here. What's there to be fearful for? What, what, what's there to, to uh, you know, be fearful about? Because I'm here, man. And hey, in the same way, man, the Lord God, he preaches to us too. Preach to us too, through His Spirit, right? Gives us a word of encouragement. Man, gives us a word, man, that's a convicting word, if you will. Speaking of conviction, I mean, he, he did that to me just yesterday. Brother Jeremy, man, gave me a convicting word. I was telling the first service this, man. I, I was at Walmart yesterday. So you already know, man, I you know, was getting tested. Those of you who have been, been to any of the Walmart. Yeah, I'm Team Kroger, personally, but... Um, but yeah, I was at Walmart, exit 11, and ended up running into, uh, you know, a guy that used to go to our, uh, Sango campus, and got to talking with him for a little bit, you know, near the entryway. Plenty of space, man. Plenty of space, Ryan. And all of a sudden, the dude and, you know, his wife, I mean, walk by, and the dude yells obnoxiously, excuse me! And I was like, oh man, my bad, brother. And dude just has a disgusted look on his face, walking, you know, kept on walking, didn't even acknowledge me. Man, I was fired up. I was mad. And so I get done with the conversation. I already had planned in my mind, you know what? I'm going to take a longer route to my aisle that I need to go to. I'm going to go find them and, you know, give them a piece of mind. He was a big dude, so I was going to say it from a distance. You know what I'm saying? I didn't even know. I was going to be honest with you. I wasn't going to, you know, fire or nothing. But, uh, he was, but I said, I'm going I'm to let them know what's going on. And so I'm, I'm, you know, walking fast, you know, with my cart, trying to catch up with them. And, man, as I'm walking... Man, the Spirit of God, man, preached to me, said, hey, Irv, man, throwing away your witness isn't worth that. Hey, Irv, listen, it's all right to be mad, right? We all get mad, but hey, don't, don't, don't sin, as the Scripture said. And just continue walking forward. And so, man, I passed them and made the loop around and ended up not saying anything. And I'm thankful I didn't, you know, because I had, uh, you know, some Tyler Town merch on. Uh, had one of those sweaters on that, and of course on that sweater said, you know, Jesus matters, people matter, you matter. So that wouldn't have looked great 
if I, you know, would have just end up, you know, giving them a piece of my mind in that moment. Right. But we've all experienced that. Right. Uh, man, the spirit of God preaching to us, giving us that timely word. Right. Uh, you know, that convicting word. Hey, you don't need to be doing that. Hey, man, let me encourage. Hey, keep, hey, keep going. Keep going. That encouraging word to give to that other person. Listen, whenever we're walking closer with Jesus, we understand, right, that he ministers to us through speaking to us. Here's the question. When's the last time you heard from the Lord? When's the last time you heard from him? Perhaps you may have not heard from him, man, because you got a lot of stuff turned up in your life. And by nature, you've turned him down. Perhaps, man, the reason why you hadn't heard from him is because you aren't walking, walking closely to him. But we understand, man, he ministers to us by preaching. One of my favorite passages, right? It's in this gospel here, right? Speaking of Jesus preaching. You know, you remember these three disciples. Again, I can picture them in this moment whenever they hear Jesus say, hey, man, get up. Don't fear. Don't fear. I could picture them probably going back to this passage, man. It's them three and nine other dudes on this boat setting sail to another place. And all of a sudden, man, the storm's... Start raging, right? Crashing the boat. Looks like, man, they're going to drown. All the while, Jesus is asleep in the back of the boat, man, taking a nap. And all of a sudden, Jesus wakes up. First off, preaches to the storm, says, hey, man, what's, hey, calm down, relax. Storm ceases. And then at that moment, man, encourages those disciples there. I can see those three guys going back to that moment saying, man, what do we have to fear, man? J- Jesus is here with us. Here with us. And he's reminding them at that moment through preaching, hey, there's no need to fear. No need to fear. Listen, whenever we walk closely with the Lord, man, we see Jesus for who he really is, man, more than just a baby in a manger. Hey, more than just a man hanging on the cross. Right, but we see him, man, for who he is. God, man, man, reigning at the right hand of the Father right now. Lead, that ought to lead us to awe and worship. Uh, ought to lead us to get fired up for him. But also we see, man, his tendency to minister to us in our life. When we're walking closer with him, man, he ministers to us. With his presence, but also ministers to us, man, by giving us a good word, man, preaching truth in our life. Which, by the way, it is true. I'm going to throw this in for no charge, too. While I'm at it, I'm, I'm here. I might as well go go here. Let me, let me just remind you, hey, if, if you, man, sense or hear something, Right, that you think is the spirit that doesn't match with the word of God, it's not the spirit of God. Hey, th- throw it out. Throw it away. Throw it away. Some folks say, you know, they act crazy and wild and say it's the spirit of God. No, 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 nope, that's not. If it doesn't match his word, then it's not of the spirit. Not the spirit. And so, man, the, the lies that you hear, right, that's not from the spirit of God. That, hey, that, that's, that's from the enemy. But when we're walking closer with the Lord, man, he's going to minister to us, preach to us. He is truth. For some of us, the reason why we're not hearing his truth is because it's been a while since we've quieted down, slowed down, and just stopped to hear him speak. For some of us, the reason why we Hadn't heard from the Lord is because, man, we're running the opposite way and thinking that our Christian life, man, is is just about a Sunday morning experience, and that's it. 
the call for us is to have a closer walk with him. Closer walk with him. With heads bowed and eyes closed, ask for the band to come up this morning. And those of you who are new with us today, um, this time that uh, that we're having now is our response time where we... Uh, have an opportunity to respond to what the Lord is, is speaking to us. Here's the truth. I truly believe this. God, God still speaks to His people. Still speaks. He, he's not mute. Speaks to us. And I believe He's speaking right now, this morning. And because He's speaking, there's, all, there's always a call to respond. A call not just to be hearers of His Word, but doers of it. This morning, maybe you're in here and truth of the matter is you don't need a closer walk with the Lord you need to begin a walk with him you don't have a relationship with God you come to church every once in a while but there's never been a point in time when you've turned from your sins and trusted in Jesus to be Lord and Savior of your life that's the first step for you good news is this Jesus that we talk about Jesus that we saw here, he did go to a cross and die, shedding his blood so that you and I could have a relationship with God again. We could live the way we were created to live. So your response ought to be to choose to trust in him. Maybe you're in here and the truth of the matter is, man, you, you hadn't been walking closely with the Lord. Right? Perhaps the busyness of life. Right has crashed into y'all's world. Your walk with God has taken a, a back seat. When it ought to be center stage. Good news is, hey, you don't have to stay in that place. Jesus invites us to a closer walk with Him. And you can choose to draw close to Him. And let the Lord know, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to do that. Maybe you're in here and reason why you haven't been walking closely with the Lord is because there's other stuff in your life competing for that Lordship place. The idols of so-and-so, wealth, stability, even family, man. Money's good, family's good, but... Those don't need to be worshipped, man. The Lord needs to be worshipped. And maybe your response is to lay those idols down, give them to Him, crush them, and choose to follow God. I don't know where you are today, but I'm going to pray for us. And listen, as I pray, you do business with the Lord today. Do business with Him. I'm going to say amen. Whenever I say amen, we're going to stand and sing. And maybe you need additional prayer. Maybe you're walking through something in your life. And I'd love to pray with you. I'll be down front. Brother Cody's in the back. He'd love to pray with you. Other ministers here. But listen, you do business with the Lord today. Just a closer walk with you. May we be folks, man, that draw close to Jesus. Because when we choose to draw close to Him, we'll experience it. One more pray together. Lord, we love you. God, we thank you. 
for your invitation that you give for us to walk closely with you, God. God, help us to see the, the privilege that we have to be able to live life the way we were created to live, in communion with you, in fellowship with you. God, help for us to destroy the idols in our life that uh, are competing for that role. God, as Lord of our life, Lord, help us to simply choose you to follow. God, I pray for those of you who may not know you, Lord. I pray if they choose to make that decision to follow you. I pray for those, Lord, that God have perhaps placed you on the back burner in this season, thinking that man coming to church is good enough. Church is great, Lord, but that's just the beginning, Lord. You want us to, to dwell with you, Lord, in prayer and, and spending time in your word. God, give us a, a fire, a passion to want to do that. see you for who you really are, Lord. And we can allow for you to minister to us like you desire. Lord, we love you. God, we thank you. We ask that you continue to move in this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Why don't we stand and continue to worship and you continue to respond as the Lord leads this morning.